Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 let's go Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey everybody, welcome into another takeover of WGR Sports Radio 550 with me, Sal Capaccio. It's the Sal Sports Radio takeover for another round today. Five hours of me and you, some guests, hopefully a lot of you. I need calls, that's what I need from you today. 803-0550, the number... Just write it down. Just call up. Just say, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Just need people to talk to. That's what we need these days with everyone being at home, cooped up, quarantined. Although it was a very nice weekend weather-wise, and I hope you at least got a chance to walk outside, maybe go for a walk somewhere nearby, a jog, keeping your social distancing. It's not really social distancing. If you really break that word down, Brayton, it's not social distancing. It's actually physical distancing. That's what we need. Social distancing is talking to people and socializing in a way where, like, we have social media. You can use social media as part of your social distancing. It's actually physical distancing is what we're striving for here. That's what we want. So hopefully you did that this weekend. Brayton's over there behind the glass. We are in two separate rooms again. I am at the intercom building in Amherst. So is he. If I do segments with Chopin the Bulldog or Howard and Jeremy, oftentimes I'm at my house, even when we're not during this quarantine period, uh, or somewhere else, and I can do it digitally. If I host a show for a little while, maybe an hour, I could do it from home if I if I had to. But, you know, just to make sure we're on top of things technically, to make sure things don't go wrong, I'm here. But there, there's really nobody else here, and we are definitely keeping our distance. I'm in one room. Brayton's in another room. There's a hallway essentially separating us. There's two big glass partitions, one in front of me, one in front of him. So we have a lot of physical distancing separating us right now. So don't worry about that. And hopefully you can keep us tuned in today on WGR from 10 till 3 p.m. That's how long we're going to be here today till 3 p.m. And then it's Chopin the Bulldog coming your way for their normal 3 p.m. show. Got a lot to get to today. A lot of guests and some fun topics and some fun things to kick around and do. I have a homework assignment for you. It's really not a homework assignment. It's like a it's like a homeroom assignment. It's like now. We got to do it now. Remember when you're in high school and you get into your homeroom and I don't know, maybe some of you didn't have like homeroom assignments, I guess, because you had to wait for the bell, but sometimes you do and you had to do something there before you actually went to class. Or you get to your first period and as soon as you walk in, it's bell work. That's what it is. That's what I, I'm looking for. I have bell work for you to do today. That's what I have. Bell work. And you got to get it done. So I'm going to tell you exactly what the bell work is in just a moment. Let me tell you what we have going on. 
with the weather situation, it is going to be rainy and super-duper windy today. Not just windy, not just super windy, super-duper windy. So when it's super-duper windy or anything else, a lot of times I like to reach out to my friend Patrick Hammer over at WGRZ Channel 2 in Buffalo and have the meteorologist come on and tell us all about it and what to expect and when to expect it and all of that. So we'll get with Pat Hammer. He's also a sports fan. I want to get his thoughts on what's going on with the sports landscape, the weather turning, could it have an impact on everything you know that, that's happening here. Uh, so we'll get that. But really want to get you information and safe. And if you haven't seen some of the pictures coming out of the storms down south, oh my gosh, there is a picture of a house that was lifted up, apparently. I think that's the only way I can describe it. And it was sitting, this is in Georgia, sitting in the middle of a road. Like, you see the the yellow line going through the road, and then there's a house right there. The only way that could happen is Wizard of Oz style, I would think, because the road didn't move, right? The road didn't shift over there, maybe. I don't think there was an earthquake. It was a tornado, and it lifted the house up, apparently, and threw it onto the road. And it looks like just a house with a road coming into it and out of it. I don't think we're getting anything like that here. I hope not. But we are going to have some major wins. And we're going to talk with Pat Hammer at 1030. Bottom of this hour about that to get you uh, squared away because I think, you know, after we talk to him, the winds haven't totally picked up yet. They're starting to right now. That's when everything's going to happen is a little bit later today. So we'll know all about that. Now, if you'll forgive me, if you'll forgive me, I'm giving the, the mea culpa right now. Yes. Yep. On me. At 11 o'clock today, a very polarizing guest for Buffalo Bills fans. Somebody you've hated and you probably are going to be very mad at me for having on. You may even decide you don't want to listen to the interview, but I caution you not to do that because it will be fun and entertaining. Former ESPN Bills beat reporter Mike Rodak is going to join me at 11 o'clock. Why do you ask am I going to reach out to Mike Rodak? Well... Because I thought it'd actually be fun to talk about his time covering the Bills and some of the mean things that people threw his way. And some of the love he got, by the way. It wasn't all mean. But it was pretty much a lot of it mean. And we can have some fun with that. But also because Mike actually does still work in the business. He's down in Alabama. He is covering Alabama football, Alabama basketball, covering Nick Saban, Tua, all the Alabama players, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, the the Bama players that are going into the draft. We'll get some insight on them from Mike and... What it's like covering Nick Saban down there. Also, Nate Oates, he's down there and Mike's covering him. So, yes, we'll throw some business in with some fun and entertaining pleasure with Mike Rodak at 11 o'clock. Sorry, Bills fans. It's fun, entertaining radio. I hope you see it that way. And I know a lot of you actually did like Mike. He's He's a good guy. He's a friend of mine, by the way. And he married a UB girl. So, come on, right? How bad can he really be? Emery Hunt from Football Game Plan going to join me at 1 o'clock. Uh, Emery is very big into the NFL draft as far as um, content he produces. And I remember two years ago, he was very much on the Lamar Jackson train. And now it's come to fruition. So I'd like to get his thoughts on this year's draft, especially where the Bills may go at 54. Who could be there? Matt Perino at 130 from New York Upstate. Always enjoy talking with Matt. So we'll get our local angle on Bills stuff coming up at 130. And then my plan is this. My plan is this. I I hope I can do this during the 2 o'clock hour today. I'm going to go back to a couple weeks ago on my Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. I had Mike North, who is the VP of broadcasting for the NFL, on my podcast. And we he does all the scheduling. And we talked about this on 
Howard show, we talked about this on Shopin' the Bulldog, about, and I've tweeted a lot about it, the scheduling for the NFL this year and the Bills and how they may very well be getting a lot of national TV exposure, several primetime games, and that interview, so many of you have been listening and downloading, and I appreciate that, but maybe many of you have it. This is a new audience, maybe on you know, the radio hasn't heard this interview, and if you have, then I appreciate it, but if not, my plan is to replay it. And we're going to do that during the 2 o'clock hour as long as I hook it up with Brayton and how we can do that uh, and get that interview back to you and replay it because it is new to this audience, like I said, on the radio side of things. But I've received so much great feedback from a lot of you who have already listened to it and said, wow, that guy was really amazing. Not just about the Bills stuff, just about how the schedule is made and everything like that. So Mike North, via the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast I had, I'm going to try and um, replay that for you during the 2 o'clock hour. So make sure you're, you're aware of that. And if you've already listened to it, I do appreciate it. But I do have a podcast, by the way. It is called Sal Sports and Stuff. And what Brayton did on Friday, and I didn't know this, I texted him and said, hey, did you do this? He said, yes, I did. It was really cool, and I appreciate it. So Brayton took all of the hours and all the interviews I had on Friday. I was here 10 to 3. He did all the hours and interviews I had, and he put them right into the podcast. And he made it, he uploaded it as part of my podcast, Sal Sports and Stuff. So if you are a subscriber and you log on, it's like, boom, there's Reed Ferguson with Sal. Boom, there's John Harris, Texan sideline reporter with Sal, who was really great. So was TJ Reeves. Boom, Buccaneers sideline reporter. Josh Reed of Channel 4. It's all right there. And instead of going necessarily to our on-demand, which you can do as well, it's all on-demand at WGR550.com, you can also hear that in the Sal Sports Easter special Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. And Brayton did that for me. So here's my shameless self-promotion to ask you, please go and subscribe to the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. You can do it through iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, wherever you pod, or through the WGR website. I got new things planned for it this week, some new guests. I'm trying to create as much content as possible out there for all of us to get into, to you know, have, to distract us, whatever. One of the things that's happening, though, is almost every time I tweet about Something with the Bills in the 2020 season, or the NFL in the 2020 season. Almost every time, I inevitably get a couple of replies that say, you know there's not going to be a season, why are you wasting your time? Something along those lines. Look folks, I'm here to tell you, I understand what the possibilities are. We all do. You can't live right now and be aware of what's going on and not understand the possibilities that, sure, we don't know if there's going to be a season. We don't know if there's going to be a delayed season. I don't know what the future holds. I do know this though. Until someone tells me there's no NFL season or someone here tells me stop doing my job, I'm going to continue to do my job as I normally would. And from what I've heard from most of you, you appreciate that. You appreciate the content. I'm not going to, every single time I write an article, every single time I tweet something, I'm not going to couch it with, hey, if there is a season, dot, dot, dot. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do my job and plug along, fully aware of what could wind up happening down the road. And if those things happen, we will tackle them when they happen. And I'll write about them. And I'll talk about them. And hopefully I'm the person that's still able to do that, considering how many people, unfortunately, are losing their jobs during this pandemic and what's going on who cover sports or in the sports world. Every day you hear about more of them. So I'm going to keep doing my job the way I know how to do it and the way I think you want me to do it and what's been kind of given the feedback of how you want us to do it and want me to do it. And until someone tells me otherwise, I'm going to keep doing that. So every time I write something about the season, 
Not every time. A lot of the times when I write something about the season and I get these tweets back and I get people saying, what does it matter? There's going to be no season. I can't believe you think there's a season. It's not that. It's not that. I understand. I'm not naive. I know what's going on. But I'm going to continue to cover football, talk about the Bills, cover the Bills, the NFL, tweet about it, and just go about creating content and finding news and writing about whatever needs to be right now. That's the way it's got to go. So that's my philosophy on it. I know. And by the way, I do appreciate many of you who say, you know, who think this way. I'm not discounting it. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. Maybe you're right. But it's just not the way I can think right now. And it's not the way I'm going to think right now. It's what I'm going to do is continue to push along and do my job. All right. Before we uh, head out to the phone lines here, I do have a bell work assignment for you. And I want to tell you that at noon today, you will want to listen because Jeremy White's going to join me. And he's going to be at his house where he's doing his show right now from uh, in the morning. But I am going to give you, and Jeremy's going to piggyback on his as well when we do this, a review of some of the best shows I've watched during the quarantine period. HBO, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. So get your pen and paper ready for that and get your pen and paper ready for your bell work assignment as well, which is this. Here we go. I want you to think about the Bills' chances of winning the AFC East in 2020. Just think about it for a second. On one side of your paper, like put it, put a line down the middle of your uh, your paper, and on one side put plus, and on the other side put minus. On the left-hand column, it's positive. On the right-hand column, it's negative. And do it in the context. Write as many things as you can on each side in the context of why the Bills should or shouldn't win the AFC East in 2020. Pluses, why you say, oh yeah, because of this, because of this, because of this. And then minuses, negatives. Well, they might not because of this and because of that and because of this. I want you to do that and I want you to call me at 803-0550, or tweet me what some of your pluses and some of your minuses are as far as the bills in the context of winning the AFC East in 2020. I did this exercise at home for myself today because I wanted to make sure that I did the work to set an example for all of you who came to my class today, okay? No, I did this, and I found something interesting while doing it. So before I go over my list, I'll tell you what I found interesting in just a moment. But first, let's head out to the phone lines because Tony answered the call for me to say, just give a call, say hello, and what's on your mind. What's going on, Tony? Good morning to you. Good morning morning to you, Sal. Uh, The best to you and your family. Um, my question to you is, what is your, we, I know we don't have a number one draft this year, Yep. but my question to you is, what is Sal Capaccio's uh, gut feeling that the Bills are going to do? And I'll, I'll just listen to your great show. Oh, thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Look, I, I think we all know that Brandon Bean, whether he has pick number 54 or four or 104, He's going to take the best player available. Now, yes, two years ago, they maneuvered to make sure they got a quarterback. That was something they needed to do. They loaded up to do. They wanted to do. But his philosophy is best player available, B-P-A. That's what his philosophy is. That's what he's going to do. And especially when you get to pick number 54. So I'll get to a little bit more detail, Tony. I'm not copying out and saying, well, it's best player available. We don't know. But that's what he is going to do. Now, 
if you tell me, okay, let's just say you have all these players at 54 who are pretty relatively similar on their board, which I don't know their board, obviously. I don't know what he has as far as his rankings and how they put it together. But let's just pretend for a moment that they're all relatively similar. Lots of guys, lots of different positions. Okay. So now we talk about what position. If there's very minimal, and when I say best player available, Look, Brandon Bean is going to take a guy that's his best player available, but it's sure, it's always possible, and he'll even admit this to you, that he could take a guy that's not quite at the very top because there's such a small um, difference between the next guy or the guy after that. But if he doesn't take that second or third guy, there's a really big drop-off on the position. So he has to go now and take that guy because he doesn't want to get caught in a position where he doesn't get you know, somebody at that position a little bit later. So... It's it, There's always nuance involved to best player available, but it generally is what it is, best player available. And if we take tons of different guys, lots of positions, and say, let's just pretend they're all grouped in here as the best players available at pick number 54. Well, personally, I think the Bills may target, well, let, let's just say this. I think they first need to target depth, right? There's really no starting spots available. There's nowhere on offense or defense where you go, oh, they need a starting blank. Even if you said right tackle because you think Cody Ford's going to move to guard, maybe maybe you could do that. But as of right now, I think Cody Ford's the right tackle because you still have John Feliciano. You did also sign Daryl Williams. He can play the right side. So I don't think that's a starting job that's open. To me, there is no starting job open on any of the 22 available positions on the Bills, okay? I do think, however, that, well, how do I want to phrase this? Starting job open. There is a starting returner at one position, but it is a competition, and that is cornerback opposite Tredavious White. So when I say there's not a starting job open, what I mean is there's a starting player that's returning in Levi Wallace, but I'm not convinced that he's the starter. That's why they drafted Josh Norman signed him in free agency. That's why they signed EJ Gaines back in free agency. They brought in Josh Norman. They brought in EJ Gaines to me to make sure there's a healthy competition at that corner spot. Now you can look at this one of two ways. Now you have a whole bunch of guys. You better be able to find somebody. Why are you going to invest your number 54 pick in it? My my other thought though is, well look, each guy has question marks. We don't know if Josh Norman's going to rise even remotely to the same level that he was when he was in Carolina and played for Sean McDermott and what everybody's hoping for. He he did not look good in Washington the last two years. Will he be able to even get better and step up? EJ Gaines has had a, a, just a riddled injury history, including in Buffalo for two different stops. One, he never even wound up playing last year because he was released because he got hurt during training camp. And then Levi Wallace, his play tailored off last year, which is why Kevin Johnson split snaps with him as the season went on. So to me, there is still an open competition there. And, and, I think you might want to get somebody who's young, like Levi is, on a rookie contract to balance out the fact that you're going to have to pay Tredavious White at some point anyway. Soon. And having those guys in their rookie deals, I think there's some good corners that could be available at 54. We'll talk to Emery Hunt about that. Where else could they go? Offensive line may need some more depth, but I do think right now they probably have a good eight guys that they could rely on and go into the season with and feel pretty good about. Lots of you want running back at 54. I'm not totally opposed to it, but I don't want the Bills to take a running back at 54 and then 
not only divide the carries between him and Devin Singletary, but also take balls away from Stephon Diggs, who you just used a first-round pick on. I just don't think that that's the right way to go about your business after spending a first-round pick on Stephon Diggs. Why did you do that if you're going to draft the running back at 54 and use that person to continually take even more snaps or balls away from your other playmakers? But I do also see, completely see, the fact that they need even more weapons on top of what they have and what they've added in digs to the offense. That's where this team needs to grow. They need to grow on offense more. They need weapons more. And they've spent a lot of resources and free agency on defense, which leaves draft open for offense. And last year it was different. Last year, free agency resources on offense, draft open, best player available, Ed Oliver defense. Boom. I see it the opposite this year. So while I'm telling you that I don't love the idea of a running back at 54, it's only because I don't want that running back at 54 if they take him to be someone who is not only going to take away snaps and balls from Devin Singletary, who I think is really good, but also away from Stephon Diggs because they should be throwing the ball more. That's why they traded a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs, right? You could go a lot of places here. Hope I answered your question, Tony. Patrick Hammer, WGRZ Channel 2, meteorologist, on the way next. We're going to talk about the weather situation that's headed our way keep you informed and keep you safe, and also your bell work assignment. I want to know. Tweet me at South Sports or call me at 803-0550. Your bell work is this. Bills' chances of winning the AFC East in 2020, what are your positives? What are your negatives when you think about that? Why should they and why shouldn't they? I'll tell you what I find interesting about that when we come back on WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're going to be seeing here relatively soon some pretty weird, wild, nasty weather. And whenever that happens, I'd like to reach out to my friend over at Channel 2 in Buffalo, WGRZ-TV, Chief Meteorologist Patrick Hammer, who joins me right now on the West Her Hotline. We want to keep you informed and keep you safe out there. This is some uh, crazy stuff we're going to be experiencing. And Patrick, first of all, I know that you're staying safe, but I want to make sure that uh, everybody else is. So thanks for joining me here today to do this. My pleasure from the uh, the uh, Hamburg campus, we call this, as we're all broadcasting from home now. So yeah, I, wanna, <laughs> I, I wanna... know a lot of... Go ahead. I was just going to say, we could chat about that in a second. I yes. know I, I saw your new setup. You've got some pretty sweet <laughs> uh, digs now. <laughs> I did. You know, what happened but, was uh, I, I was on a conference call, and we actually had, yeah. we, we did Brandon Bean. We had the conference call. The Bills PR set it up a couple weeks ago. It was great. And here I am with all these media members, and I got this plain white background. I'm like, this looks horrible. <laughs> I need something. And I have, like, I have, like, shelves and stuff, but I have to move everything. I couldn't fit it the way I wanted to. I have a slanted ceiling behind me. So I, <laughs> I reached out. I reached out to my intercom family here. And um, Sam Rudnick, who's our promotions director, is amazing. And I said, hey, do we have any 
WGR banners or and she goes, I have a WGR and a radio.com. So we set it up. I came in. I didn't even have to come in the building. They brought it out to me, put it in my car. It looks awesome. So for you, so that's what I'm going to do now for these uh, these conferences. What are you doing? T- tell us about the setup and how it goes for you doing yeah. TV this way. Well, when you look utterly professional now, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> when I saw what it looks like. Um, I've always felt, well, I shouldn't say I've always felt because this hasn't really happened before, but I like to, you know, put some stuff in the background that kind of, Maybe explains a little bit about who you are, right? I'm not going to put, you know, trophies or, uh, you know, Emmys and things like that, but, you know, maybe something more unique. Uh, by the way, if you have trophies to show, why not do it? But I, I don't have any. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I've chosen select books or album uh, albums, uh, little subtle things that you kind of hide in there so people have to really look and say, hey, that's a book on Frank Zappa. What the heck's that doing there? You know, or that's a a pictorial uh, book about this, that, or the other thing. So I don't know. It's a lot. I I like it to look homey and organic and genuine. However, we do have to keep it somewhat professional, but my kids (laughs) have come in the night before and have like hidden things that I don't even know are there until I'm on the air. Like one morning, I was April fool's day. They had all these Christmas decorations in the background and, and elves on the shelves and things. And, you know, I was kind of called out for it because I didn't even see it. You know what's <laughs> funny to me? You know what's funny to me is, um, you know, I've always thought like, okay, when, when you do something online like this and you do a conference or whatever, you're talking with fans, anything like that, Facebook Live, you know, have got to be professional and, you know, just very, very uh, kind of cut and dry, right? Right in this box. And then, right. but this whole situation has taught me is, no, man, you know what? Things happen. It's okay in this day and age we live in. Max, I, my dog barks, and everybody's like, hey, what's that? I'm like, that's my dog. Uh, Max comes upstairs. He's He wants daddy's attention. What's going on? And then I'm like, hey, you want to say hi to people? People love that stuff, man. I think that this oh, is yeah. really this is really kind of it reinforced that we don't have to be these robots doing this job. We just it's great to show our personality. And you know, you and I do that anyway, but it's okay in this situation and even maybe not in this situation for people to say that's all good, man. We don't care because we're just watching you and we're getting our information anyway. Yeah, I mean, my son almost took my head off with his drone while we're on the air. He's flying his drone. I, I took the whole operation outside, okay? I'm in the, we call it the weather patio, and I'm doing our midday show, and all of a sudden I hear the hum of a drone, and he's in the backyard flying this thing, and he's like doing near misses, thinking it's hysterical, and it ended up being kind of funny. <clears throat> but I'm like, dude, we're, we're on the air here, you know? <laughs> but people but, are loving but, it. They're I, laughing. Oh, yeah. My dog has walked in yeah. and has snored that, at that hour of the morning if it's early. It's just don't uh, just don't go to the bathroom on the Zoom conference like that one girl did that went viral. Did you that see that one? was hysterical. It was amazing. That was so funny. It was, it was, it was in the fact, and who posted it? You know, that person, I mean, what, what was her name again? Uh, I don't Carol remember. Carol or whatever? Yeah. Just like, it was Carol Baskin. I'm fun. just kidding. I'm thinking, right, Carol <laughs> is a name on our mind right now, obviously, but... um. Yeah, somebody actually took the time to post that. So that's, that's even even that's even funnier. So the home office, I will say it's been three weeks now, coming up on a month, and uh, there's some aspects of it that are kind of fun and unique. But my family is so ready for me to get out of here. I mean, they wake up and they're like, "Oh, you're still here," <laughs> you know. <laughs> Usually, you're you're downtown um, at the office, but. Uh, it's been it's been a unique situation. We, we'd rather not be doing it like this for obvious reasons, but uh, 
You know, I'll, most of the people on the air that you see on Channel 2 and, and the other stations as well in the market yeah. are, are doing it from home. I mean, it's just what, it's what we got to do. Well, good for you, and thank you very much for the service that you're providing and still keeping us informed. We'll get to that now, the weather, because i got to tell you, my parents live in Georgia. They're in Marietta. My mom said yesterday, oh. hey, we're going to get some wow. really nasty weather. I said, we're going to get it after you. And she said, you know, the weather people have been telling us, you know, stay inside. Here's, you know, make sure you uh, batten things down, basically, all that kind of stuff. I wake up this morning— First thing I check is, are they okay? What was the weather like? Right. I see a house in the middle of the road somewhere in Georgia. It literally, and I'm not making light, of course. This is a serious situation. I thought the Tin Man and the Scarecrow were going to come out. I mean, that's that's what it looked like. There. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it started in uh, Louisiana and uh, Mississippi and Alabama and, and Georgia and South Carolina, too. Tornadoes and, and unfortunately, uh, loss of life, too. But um, this is the same storm that is bringing us this kind of nuisance light rain now. But that severe weather, which is very typical of April, I mean, this is when the, the worst of severe weather kind of rears its head uh, in that part of the country right about now. Um, that same storm that produced all the severe weather there is going to produce the wind here. And here's the deal with, with our afternoon. You're probably looking outside going, okay, where's this wind? Well, the front that is going to stir up the wind is still 100, 150 miles away. And when it crosses Buffalo in western New York, uh, probably right after lunch, 1, 2 o'clock, that is when the wind is going to crank. And we're going to see winds very similar, if you recall, to what we had over Halloween, where we had some 50 to 60 mile an hour wind gusts. Not sustained, we're talking wind gusts. And that kind of wind will cause power outages, will down trees, nothing like what we saw in the southeast, of course. But it's the kind of wind that can cause issues. Having said that, um, for a little bit of a peace of mind, the, the forecast looked a lot more foreboding over the weekend, okay? We're all looking at the weather charts, and it looked a lot worse. And we were seeing the potential for 70 to 75 mile-an-hour winds here, which will cause widespread issues. That is over and, hurricane. You, that's over hurricane that force, is, right? That is right about hurricane force, right. And that is extreme for this part of, of the world to get that kind of wind. But we all were seeing it, and it was like, holy cow, uh, the weather service, I mean, all the, the, you know, those decision makers were all seeing the same thing. And luckily, in the last 12, 18 hours, it looks like the worst-case scenario won't unfold. Um, it'll be more on the 50 to 60-mile-an-hour range. But you don't, you, don't, you don't turn your head on that. I mean, that's no. still a strong wind, even though it's dead calm out there right now. I mean, I'm looking outside at, um, at nothing. You know, the wind, the trees aren't even moving. But it's basically from 2 until about 9 o'clock tonight when the winds will peak. And uh, there will be power outages. There will be some down trees. But, again, it, it could have been worse. But what, are we, what are we talking about precipitation-wise? Rain is, gonna be not, is not going to be the issue. I mean, we're going to see some of this light rain. It's going to pick up a bit towards noon maybe a rumble of thunder but then the uh, then the rain will pretty much end and then it's the wind now today's a day where the sun is not your friend you do not want to see the sun today and the reason is if you get clearing in a weather pattern like this the sun the clear sky indicates that the winds up high have a better chance of getting down low okay mm. So if you see the sun, the atmosphere has a better chance of bringing higher wind our way. So if it stays cloudy, 
it's still going to be windy, but if you start to see some clearing, and we hope we don't, believe it or not, the winds could be a little higher. So just something if you're out and about today and you're, and you're looking outside and you see the clearing, that's not a good sign if that happens. I know we, so we, right now, we do have them here once in a while. Sorry to cut you off. I know we do have them here once in a while, but we generally don't get, like we're not a very big area for tornadic activity. Would something like that be a concern today? Not today, no. Okay. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, we are, heck, where I live is about a quarter of a mile from the Hamburg tornado path mm-hmm. from, what, three years ago, through, right. uh, last the summer of 17, I think it was. Um, anyway, so, so we're not totally – I mean, we can get them, and they're usually small and weak, but this is not the setup for that. This is more, you know, area-wide wind. This isn't thunderstorm wind. This is wind – well, we could see that too, but – it's going to be a widespread high wind for everyone. Um, but again, not as bad as it could have been, but it will still get your attention. And having flashlights ready and that kind of thing. We, we rented a generator because it occurred to us, wait a minute. If we lose power, <laughs> yeah. there's no broadcasting from home. No, that's so right. I've got the generator uh, rare and Got to learn how to use a thing, but um, <laughs> I have a generator that I bought when I lived in Florida because of hurricanes. Obviously, that is ne- has never been opened. I still own it, and it's got to be fifteen years old. Is that still safe to use, or should I do I need to get a new one? I mean, it's never it's never been opened. It's never. Oh, you're fine. Okay, but 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 yeah, read the manual. Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing our engineering department said to me when I got it. They're like, okay, listen. Uh, Hammer, we, we, we know you're not the most privy uh, to, you know, anything mechanical. So uh, read it, know what you're doing, uh, fill it up with gas, and off you go. But I think if yours is in a box, it should be fine. And by the way, don't leave it inside. you got to put it outside. That's actually very dangerous. You don't want good, yeah. Yeah, good, government, yeah, it's good right. to know. Yeah, I want to make good, sure everybody knows uh, not to do that. Our listening audience is widespread you say this is going to be widespread obviously we go into southern ontario uh we go rochester Mm -hmm. by syracuse down south um where where are we talking here everybody in the listening area here is going to be impacted the same or is it going to depend on maybe north southeast west i think it's pretty much the same there are some areas that tend to funnel the wet the wind a little bit better and that is basically that that corridor from uh let's say buffalo to batavia to rochester that's a pretty sweet spot for wind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, though, the south pounds are in play to get some wind right off the lake, and the lake shore is going to be pretty uh, pretty prone to some strong winds today. And, and i got to mention this, too. You know, for folks that live along the shore, my goodness, there has been five wind events since October, and each and every one of them has brought this, you know, lakeshore flooding and high waves to, you know, uh, Hoover Beach, to the marina, to Upper Niagara River, and those water levels are already running almost historically high. And now you're going to take that water level and raise it some three to five feet because of all the wind blowing down the length of Lake Erie. It takes all the water over Cleveland and sends it here. So the water levels are going to rise. You're going to have these big waves, you know, along Route 5 near Hoax. And uh, some of that, that erosion that can happen in Hamburg, Athol Springs, and then over towards uh, the marina and then down towards Dunkirk, too. So just a heads up for that. And again, I say all this with the weather being calm. This is mainly, we're still a few hours away right. from this wind to really get going. Pat Hammer, WGRZ-TV Chief Meteorologist, joining me here on the West Her Hotline on WGR. 
All right, so long range. We're look. What are we looking at going into May, June? What kind of summer? Maybe if you can give us an idea. Obviously, we'll blame you when you're wrong. But uh, you know, no, seriously, this whole you know this. It seems like we've had better than normal weather, and is that maybe because the lake did not freeze this year? I don't know. Well, the, the, this was a bizarre winter. I mean, everything it, it, it got kicked off with a bang in November, and then it just got warm and snowless. I mean, it was pretty pretty quiet. Um, Aprils have not been good to us lately. I went and looked. In the last, like, ten Aprils, seven of them have been cold and seven of them have been wet. Now, not always coincidentally, but Aprils have been lousy. We've had these, like, head fakes in March thinking we've got a great spring, and then April comes and ruins the party. And I think this April is going to do the same thing, unfortunately. Even though it's mild now, it's in the 60s, the rest of the week we're in the 40s and even into next week, in fact – uh, there's a chance of a few snow showers mixed with the rain Wednesday and then again at the end of the week. And there is nothing to suggest it's going to warm up anytime soon. So as we head deeper into spring, it is looking on the cool side, and it will probably will probably end the month that way, which is lousy timing because, of course, all the kids are home and most folks are home, and you want to – selectively in small groups get out and stretch the legs and do something outside right and it's been kind of hard to do or it will be harder to do with this kind of chilly weather pattern that's going to take us probably to the end of the month May and June is when you really turn the corner but you know i would say plan on the second half of april uh being cool and pro- possibly damp as well which i know i'm filled with good news today but oh. that's just that's 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 the deal all right, man. Well, I hope that we can at least at some point, maybe by the end of summer, start getting outside for some warmer weather and playing sports. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and take your uh, inside hockey with Max outside, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're kind of dying for that. Um, you know, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, all these sports, I mean, it's baseball season, right? I mean, youth baseball, I want to get my daughter out playing softball and practice and with all these sports up in the air, right? I mean, we just don't know. And uh, you need just to get outside and get the kids exercising and use this time valuably if you can to be with them and play sports. And, you know, it's it's going to be a little tough going with a, with a cooler weather pattern for a while. All right, Pat, before I let you go, I was asked to ask you from Howard and Jeremy about this word. Brayton, you have to give me a help again. Is it Seechi? Seech? How do you say this word again? What is this? Seish. 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 All right, what is Seish? Howard. Seish? Howard has been upping his weather vernacular game. It's impressive. Okay. I mean, he is, he is, he's, he's on a roll here. <laughs> Graupel was the word a couple days ago. Um, a seiche is basically a, uh, and they happen in different bodies of water. Monterey Bay gets them uh, in California, but we do too. That's basically when the wind funnels down the length of a body of water and piles up the water on one end of that body of water. And for us, we're on the upper end because wind primarily is from the west and southwest. So a seish is basically a large swell of water, kind of like a bathtub. If you're in a bathtub and you sway back and forth, the water goes front and back. We're on the receiving end of that higher water level, and that's a seish. All right. See, we, we are all smarter today for having you on WGR, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fun at cocktail parties with info <laughs> like this. Let me tell you. All right, we look forward to uh, hearing more drones in the background and uh, what's going on. Yeah, right. All right. All right. Well, God knows what they're up to now, right? <laughs> thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Stay safe, and thanks for the info. 
You got it. Okay, that is Patrick Cameron, Chief Meteorologist, Channel 2 in Buffalo. We're going to have Mike Rodak, yes. Rodak's going to return to Buffalo. Not really, just on the airwaves here at 11 o'clock. We're going to have some fun with him. He's covered Alabama football, Alabama basketball, and he might have a story or two to share about covering the Buffalo Bills when he was here and how much so many of you hated him. So we're going to have some fun at 11. When we come back, though, I got a great, great tweet from somebody on the question I asked earlier, which is I gave you a bell work assignment, which was put the positives on one column and the negatives on another column as far as the Bills and you thinking about them winning the AFC East this year. And someone sent me like a very detailed assignment uh, completed, completed assignment. They get an A just for how it looks, but I'll go through all of that when we come back on WGR. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Some uh, very sad news to report today. Uh, In case you had not heard, we had uh, put something out as well. Uh, Mobily, our push notifications from WGR. Tavares Jackson, former Buffalo Bills quarterback, died in a car accident yesterday, according to multiple reports confirmed by Ian Rappaport. And he was only 36, I believe it was, right, Brayton? 36 years old. Uh, Tavares Jackson killed in a car accident in Alabama. Just very, very sad and tragic. So that's just coming over today. Sal Capaccio here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Before I get to the break and get to Mike Rodak at 11, uh, we had Justin JLam 990 on Twitter. Thank you, Justin. He went above and beyond my bell work assignment. Justin, you get... Like the best grade so far of anybody, you you are you are the student in the class that everyone hates because you just set the bar way too high for everybody else. Pluses and minuses to the Bills winning the division in 2020. I gave you that bell work assignment to start. Justin went above and beyond. He is now the teacher's pet, and all of you can hate him, but it was really good. Uh, a lot of the same things I put down in my own column. Justin touches on the pluses. Tom Brady out of the division. Quality starters and depth. Uh, most complete roster in years. I agree with that. Returning coordinators, head coach, largely same coaching staff. That's continuity. I agree. Most complete wide receiver core they've had in years. Addition of Stephon Diggs, of course. Yes. Strong running game. We know that uh, that they've had that so far the last few years, and they should continue. Should, but that's a little bit more of a question. Um, I love this one. Adam Gase still coaches the Jets. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, strong lines, and then free agency touches on as well. And then his minuses are interesting. Diabolic genius Bill Belichick still in division. Yes. Uh, division bottom feeder Miami going to be much improved given their free agent class and their plethora of picks in the 2020 draft. Now, I agree with that, but I do question their quarterback situation, but I like that where your head is. 2020 opponents and schedule on paper figures to be more difficult. And I agree with that, but here's a key point in this. And Justin writes it the right way. Figures to be more difficult. 
We don't know if it's going to be more difficult. I say this all the time. On paper, the Bills' schedule next year looks a lot harder. It doesn't have to be. Attrition, um, you know, injuries, free agent losses and gains, all different things, coaching changes, whatever. Anything can play into that. We don't know. What I've found is, and then he says we need more from Josh Allen, and that's right. And I, I, I what I've found, the interesting part about this for me, the positives seem to be true positives. Like, oh, yeah, they're definitely continuities there. We know that. That's that's a fact. Um, they had a strong defense last year. Now you maybe expect some regression, but you know they've done a good job. They've all this these guys returning. But the negatives for when I think about the Bills maybe winning the 2020 AFC East are actually more question marks than negatives. That's what I find interesting. They're not maybe real negatives. They could be, but the questions are: What is the schedule really like? It might be worse and harder. It might not be. Can Josh Allen take the next step? Maybe he can. Maybe he won't. It's not a fact that he won't. It's a question if he won't. And I, I like that. I like that about the Bills' chances in 2020 in the AFC East because it doesn't necessarily translate on the negatives to definite negatives. They're more question marks. Whereas the positives, I think we can kind of concretely see those positives with the addition of digs and you know with the continuity and things like that. So thank you very much, Justin. Thank you very much for those of you who've also replied and can keep it up here on Twitter at Sal Sports. It's the Bills. Um, my bellwork for you, positives and negatives of winning the AFC East next year. Mike Rodak, formerly ESPN, covering the Bills, now down in Alabama, covering Alabama sports. Going to join me. We'll have some fun about his time covering the Bills and talk about some of the players available from the Crimson Tide in this year's draft next on WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.